This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates. We are a podcast about dating, etc. And we miss you, Liza. Mm -hmm. Hi. We miss everyone, but especially you. I guess this is always how we've chatted with you, but still, it feels isolating. I know. We've always been distanced from each other, but there's... I, I'm just missing like everything today. I'm having a Monday yes. miss everything moment. Yeah. Alliteration. Uh, <laughs> well, if you are new here, thank you for being here, finding us. Uh, this podcast started as a project. We used to call it an experiment. Experiment's kind of the wrong term. Plus, love is blind, called themselves that. But uh, I, Kimmy, went on. Some dates out of 51. I did a lot of them. We've had other daters go on regular dates. Obviously, quarantining has changed that. Liza and I now talk about all sorts of dating things and answer your questions. And we have a very fun episode today, I think. Yeah, we're going to do uh, something we do just every once in a while. It's a random grab bag potpourri fun explosion of non-quarantine content yeah super light and tight light and bright light and tight not light and tight light and bright like like we just we're not gonna dive in too hard on anything because I don't know about you all but I'm feeling like I need a breather just the weekend is ended and I had nightmares all Sunday night and now it's Monday and I don't know Monday's Monday's still horrible, even though I don't have a job and I don't really have anything to do. It still is like when all my friends I'm talking to on text on FaceTime and Jeff go back to work and I shuffle around with big, like wide eyes and hairy armpits. I mean, I feel like um, that's honestly, it's it's the ex- exact same amount of scaries are allowed, if not more, because it's another kind of scary dread. Sorry. I'm like piling on here but I also will not have a job as soon as I hoped after graduating school and I fear when my days I I, having scattered responsibilities right now is a bit stressful but I I feel for you Liza it's tough yeah it's just weird but the it is very strange Kimmy and I were texting about this yesterday that like we still have Sunday scaries even in this thing where like days don't really mean anything (laughs) but it still feels like oh I watched three or four episodes of Survivor last night 
because it's like the only thing that is escaping escapism for me and like it's just it takes me away yeah I mean I I think we talked about this a little bit on Shaney Silver's podcast which we will promote when it comes out but I haven't seen Survivor yet so maybe that's my move I don't know we're gonna well should we do our um our overview of what we're gonna talk about today to get people yes excited unexcited semi-excited uh this will be a great one to like have on on your walk or listen to in the background of cooking um we just we want to have fun uh okay I like how both of our voices are like we want to have fun (laughs) but we're going to god damn it no one can take our fun away I still feel so out of it from my night of nightmares slash anxiety dreams they weren't full nightmares like when I get very anxious I have a lot of packing to move or packing to go somewhere dreams or getting ready dreams oh interesting and last night I think what's really tripping me up is that I had this dream, woke up from it, went back to sleep or semi-sleep for an hour more, like middle of the night, 4 to 5 a.m., and had more of the same dream. Mm. It was a very odd dream where I was at a friend's house that was like a combination of a childhood friend's house and a college friend's house, both of whom I really haven't chatted with much lately like in a, or been to their houses lately. And then a dude I used to date, hook up with, situationship with and his girlfriend who really exists were coming over for some reason and staying in the guest house and it was this stress thing of like me and all my friends were getting ready to go out but I had to avoid them from the guest house I don't know it was just really scary and when I finally saw him he was just like hi Kimmy and it was awful but so that's not the that was the anxiety dream that wasn't the nightmare but it was just like this whole it felt like Parts of it felt like a nightmare because I was trying to avoid these people in this house as I got – oh, my goodness. I bored you all. That's enough. Okay. No, I feel like it's (laughs) funny that your anxiety dream are lightly situationship related. I know. (laughs) It goes deep. I hadn't thought about him for a long time. I was like, what is he doing here? And (laughs) Get it out. Get him out. Okay. Well, we are going to start – I swear to God, I think that sleep is affected by this. I think everything is affected by this, but like – I've been having weird sleep and weird dreams. Jeff has been like, I feel like everyone I've talked to has been having like crazy dreams. Like our whole fucking psyches are just shaken. They really are. I, I, yeah, we, and we all need to be kind to ourselves. So thank you, Liza. Like, I can't believe I just told you all about that dream. That was unimportant. We can cut it out. Okay. Well, today we're going to start our light, bright potpourri. With a consumption quarter. Is anyone making potpourris in quarantine? Please let me know. <laughs> just occurred to me. God, potpourri really died quickly. I, I feel like potpourri was just a staple of 1990s bathrooms. Yeah. And now it doesn't exist. Did you grow up in a potpourri home? I did not. So it was always like, I did not either. Yeah. But my grandma had, like always had potpourri mm-hmm. in her bathroom. I feel and, like potpourri yeah. plus the rugs that go on top of toilets, like those go yes. together, you know? Yes. And like the like pink ceramic toilets, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, my grandma had, like, a pink ceramic toilet and sink set, which was a look. I guess that was really 80. I don't know when she got that, but it was a thing. Anyway, some of you Gen Z listeners literally may not know what potpourri is. That's fine. <laughs> That's so crazy. I feel so old. Um, however, it's a little mixed bowl of dried flower petals that are perfumed. And it, it's like a scented candle, but it's you don't light it. It's just a little bowl of smelly stuff. So we're gonna get bring you a little bowl of smelly stuff. Hopefully, it this smells is our good. bowl of smelly stuff, like semi good smelling stuff. 
like truly hopefully our shit only um, kind of stinks here well so we're gonna do a quick consumption corner well named kimmy um which is books tv stuff we saw online some stuff from our secret facebook group some book recs yeah we're gonna just tell you what we're consuming that feels okay to consume and you're gonna tell us and it's not bleach (laughs) not good kimmy take it out my dad can't stop making jokes about ingesting bleach i'm like dad that was so last thursday or whenever it was (laughs) (laughs) and then i just fucking did it so great 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 and then i'm really excited for the the segment that follows content or consumption corner uh, we are going to each Liza and I both found Reddit ship posts. I must explain this more. So there's a thread on Reddit called Reddit ships, and then there's a Twitter account relationships.txt at Reddit ships that collects these posts on Reddit ships. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this, but basically these posts are people being like. This is me. I'm a male, 28, dating a female, 31, and she eats her shoes or whatever. It's truly wild stories or more normal relationship gripes, but this one Twitter account collects them. We are going to each surprise each other with a wild Reddit ship story and talk about what we would do because they're they're asking for advice, all of these posts, if that wasn't I'm good. worried that we picked the same one. I have a fear because I feel like there was one that was really relevant. I picked it, but I, I picked it back up in case we picked the same one. I know. I'm pretty sure we picked the same one, and I love that we're on that wavelength. And I was trying to not pick it, so I went through, like, deep archives. So I, I have a backup, too, but I, okay. I fucking bet you we, we did, I, but we'll see. We'll I get there. I bet we did, too. It's super relevant. Um, but um, it's fun, and some of them are, like, semi-relatable, <laughs> so it'll be semi-advice giving as well and then we're gonna do a game that friend of the pod sarah winter suggested which is an ultimate girls weekend draft so we have a list of celebrities and we have to draft them into our like ideal crew for a girls weekend when this quarantine is over yes so we're gonna take turns picking spirit of the nfl draft which i know nothing about but you know same at least it's topical um so we're gonna we have a big fat list of celebrities we're gonna post it on the instagram and then we're gonna draft it one to one yeah 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 it'll be fun and then we have our worst first date which it's been a minute but we're gonna read you one today at the end in our potpourri okay our what is it a bowl of smelly things in our bowl Bowl of smelly smelly things things. all right bowl of smelly things uh, action item number one consumption corner what are you watching what are you doing what you looking at what am i looking at so last night i looked at vanderpump rules for pretty much the first time in my life so that was a big day okay um season one tons of drama like a character getting a girl in vegas pregnant in the first three episodes like what um I'm not as deeply obsessed as I want to be yet. Uh, I couldn't fall asleep, hence the nightmares. So I actually made a switch from Vanderpump to the Scary Island episode of Real Housewives of New York. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I have no idea what that is. What is it? It is an epic meltdown of an episode in season three of Real Housewives of New York. I think like – oh, yeah. So when I first – like this is like probably within the last year I started Real Housewives. I still haven't seen it all, but I made it I made sure to watch season three because I had heard of this episode. Okay. Okay. So it's basically one cast member has a, a meltdown that's it's 
so insane and like kind of sad because it's truly insane. But I was just like, you know what? I need to feel less scared about my life. So I'm going to watch Scary Island. Like that's it. I didn't watch the episode before after I just did that. And then so. I mean, I feel like that's fair. I I recently fell off the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills train because it was just getting to be too much screaming over each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, not enough rich people doing crazy rich people things. Like, I was like, I came here for the rich people doing crazy shit, buying crazy shit, going on insane vacations, and having, like, bizarre things in their home. And now it's just, like, six blonde women screaming over each other, and I couldn't take it. And I switched over, as we said, to Survivor, which I think is one of the best, you know, pieces of cultural uh content ever made ever i'm so obsessed with it it's all on hulu um it's not what you think it's so much more um (laughs) just give it a chance watch one first episode of any season and if you don't love it well then we disagree but um so that's like oh and then i also watched which i don't know why it took me this long to watch this but i watched fossey verdon Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that was something I was like, probably should watch. No, I will not just because I'm lazy, but it yeah. looked great. How was it? It Okay, so it, I still have one more episode um, left, but I'm like a big Broadway nerd. I love Broadway so much. I always have. I'm shameless about it. I listen to show tunes almost every day, and I have no idea why it took me so long to watch it. It's like set in New York, mostly in the 70s. It's like the weird 70s Broadway scene with like insane dancers and their insane dance clothes. And Bob Fosse just like fucks everyone. He's such a fuck boy. He's the worst. Uh, <laughs> and their relationship was very toxic and very hard to watch. But you it, you really leave loving Gwen Verdon, the, the lady who is um of the two, whatever, Fosse Verdon about Fosse and Gwen Verdon but I would highly recommend it it's weird there's like non-linear storytelling it's cool there's like a lot of great show tunes um it's kind of I feel like it's it reminds me of watching the movie Chicago where like the musical numbers are part of the story like they use music from the shows they're doing to tell the story of their relationship in a really creative way I'm liking it it's also all, all on Hulu um, I was gonna so say that's, that's my... why it took you so long because it wasn't on Hulu before it was on FX and you might yes oh, you have cable no you don't yes you do no you don't I yes, you do. do not but you I'm do. at my parents house and they have cable but oh. I just hadn't watched it because I was like it's anything heavy even before this happened I was like I don't want to watch anything serious or heavy I've just been watching garbage for like a year like I've just not been in a place I honestly haven't even been watching that much scripted TV which I love scripted TV I just haven't been watching it because I'm like I don't know a lot of times it's intense and it stresses me out and I just want to watch dumb garbage so I've been like, you know, it's been nice to dip my toe back in the water of like well-crafted, you know, high-quality scripted TV. Oh, yeah. I fully went on Hulu last night to, also not sponsored by Hulu, but we would, uh, to watch Mrs. America finally. And then I was like, mm It was the yeah. same thing. Yesterday, I went to do a workout, fully got into clothes, got to my yoga mat, and literally out loud was like, mm When I <laughs> did it, like, go on the video, I was like, mm And then I had chips and put cheese on top it didn't even melt it so i had that's sad perfect notches. and then at night i was like mrs america boop and i was like Mm-mm, vanderpump i'll try that show that i never watched yeah so mrs america was tough i because it's so about like the dawning of like conservative um kind of women's like factions mm-hmm. i watched it with my mom which was really i watched the first two episodes with my mom which is really interesting because she was 
like a big feminist at the time and like went to the protest and was really involved and whatever and she was just railing against Phyllis Schlafly and whatever um so it was interesting to watch with her but agreed I was like I don't want to watch this about how our country got to be so divided and shitty and how it is all for whatever all of this women shit is just not (laughs) they just used our interests to further other causes and it was you know completely throwing us under the bus for like the other shit that they thought was more important they wanted to get done that was troubling <laughs> and you know what Liza can I share um an Instagram post that I saw Please. Uh, that I think it, as we beat ourselves up for not watching better content well you're not I am but you know uh it's from Upworthy the post technically but uh from Alexis Rockley it's let me be clear, a thread. Those all over the place feelings you've been having, they are not they are symptoms of stress, not personal failures of yours. Do you feel flaky and inconsistent? That's because your brain doesn't know what news to brace for next or what next month will hold. Tired easily? That's because your brain is burning your energy 10 times faster than usual. Can't seem to focus? That's because your brain has temporarily shut down some functionality in your prefrontal cortex cortex the part that juggles complex tasks and planning due to the stress response feeling creatively blocked that's because your brain has temporarily diverted all its creativity aka ability to solve novel problems to how do i avoid dying while in a narrowed slow burn fight or flight state suddenly don't give af about future-based goals projects or dreams like you used to that's because your brain knows being short-sighted is a safer way to cope right now Your plans, creativity, energy, focus, and motivation are on a yo-yo right now because your brain believes you need to be extremely adaptive. You will not be on this roller coaster forever. Be patient with your brain. Sincerely, a positive psychology certified coach and fellow human. I just really liked it. I don't know. Maybe reading it was more. No, not at all. I think that's so helpful. And it's, it's very helpful to remember that there is no normal see right now I don't know I'm trying every single person I talk to I'm trying I feel like they're saying that they're just feeling so chaotic and I'm constantly like go easy on yourself like you know you can feel however you need to feel just like let it fucking fly go with it but then like I can't take that advice at all (laughs) like it's it's very much easier said than done but yeah it's important to remember like this shit ain't normal. And if you're not working on your prison body constantly or like writing the next great American novel, it's because like our brains are haywire. Yeah. Oddly, I finally figured out how to not pressure myself for my body. I've just like committed to a walk every day and then like tried to do these mini workouts and like not beating myself up if I don't. It just feels fine. Then I eat what I want. Fuck it. Which is shocking for someone who's dealt with disordered eating as we have spoken about. But yeah, it's like the other things, the not especially being like I should be applying to every job and networking every hour and like I don't know I just really liked that sentiment maybe it will help other people completely yeah I think it's very important I think it's important to remember I think there's no such thing as too many reminders of that very thing yeah uh what else are you I have one more book that I just started thanks to my roommate Annie I will recommend people probably already have it and Liza, we have got to try to get her on. So maybe people can shout her out. So Liza, do you follow But Like Maybe on Instagram? No, I do not. So cartoons, um, awesome cartoons by Ariana Margulis. And she made wrote a book called But Like Maybe Don't. And I 
I guess when my roommate got it, I was like, this is awesome. You need to read it. I was like, oh, is it just her, a collection of her illustrations? But no, the opening, and I haven't finished it yet, but I just already want to recommend it because it's so perfect for our audience. The opening is basically, hey, I was in situationships up to three months for like all of my life until 30. And then I finally was like, what's going on here? How do I change this? And then she takes you through like her relationships. And when she realized like – not in a bad way it was her, but in, like she needed to reframe how she was thinking about men in relationships. I don't know. And then mm. there were these poppy drawings and I really want to have her on. I just like couldn't have ever related more to anything at the top of just opening the book and reading it. Um, yeah. Okay. But like maybe don't. But like, I love don't. it. I'm going to follow. Um, that's cool. I am not reading anything. <laughs> I'm reading Failure. <laughs> right now no you are not did you just hear that Instagram? no that's true it's making my anxiety spiral so i have not been reading anything um once i am done with my anxiety spiral i'm going to be reading uh esther perel's book i actually bought it on audible and have been listening to it um but it's called mating in captivity and it's about uh why it can be hard, why monogamy is difficult to sustain and i feel like it will be an interesting read and I, you know i'll be talking about it because i love esther perel actually my therapist our therapist who does not even know i like have never talked about esther perel in therapy uh the other day we were talking about something and she was like do you know the um psychologist esther perel and i literally screamed on the phone with my therapist i was like ah! like okay i think i freaked her out i was like i love her so much it was extreme but that's next on my list I started listening to the beginning of it, and it's very, very good. We know. And then should we uh, – someone in the uh, secret Facebook group asked for a good, easy reads on feminism. So while we're on this content – or con- consumption corner, I can't even say the name. Liza, do you have any thoughts on that? Because you'll be better than Yes, me I do. Okay. I'm going to recommend a book that I haven't read since college, but I'm going to – and so I have to Google the author. Um. But, oh, my God, LOL. Okay, so here's the thing. The book is called Cunt. Uh, I just typed in cunt, just the word cunt, to Google uh, to see what came up. And, of course, not the book. So I just had to write in cunt book. Um, But the book is called... (laughs) Guys, if you are listening to our Patreon episodes, which you really should be, like, just a quick sidebar. We're recapping all of Sex and the City in our Patreon episodes, and we're going one episode at a time, and the first season is so great and so fun and so filled with, like, little fucking weird things that it makes my heart sing with joy all the time, and we're having so much fun in our Patreon episodes. I feel like we can be off the chain, off the cuff in a way that sometimes we don't want to be here because we have such a large audience not such a large patting ourselves back but a larger audience here uh but um i would really highly recommend checking out our patreon episodes and we are not even doing this to make money for ourselves i promise because we're donating our first 500 dollars to feeding america we're not even close to that yet so it's a great way to donate to feeding america and i think they're really really fun I do too. I yes, that is that has been truly comforting content. Not our our bonus episodes, though. Maybe they will be free. But rewatching Sex in the City, that's yes. also some content consumption I have enjoyed. Good content, and if you want to do it along with us, our Patreon's really fun. Yes, but we talked a lot about the word "cunt" this episode <laughs> because we whatever you will see if you listen um, on the most recent episode of our Patreon. Um, so the book I'm talking about is called Cunt, A Declaration of Independence, and it is by Inga Muscio, M-U-S-C-I-O. 
And actually, I may reread it because I read it in college and I found that it was very formative for me and I liked it a lot. Um, I'm also going to recommend Spinster, which we were supposed to read for a book club that we didn't ever (laughs) do, but I did read it and it was really, really good. Um, And that's uh, by Kate Bollock. Um, I would also like to, oh my God, I have, I could like probably talk about this for a really, really long time. Um, I haven't read Bad Feminist, but it comes up a lot. So that might be one that actually I try to read in quarantine. That's by Roxanne Gay. Uh, and there I was do one that more I wanted to do. Too. I haven't yeah. Do you want to do Bad Feminist? Yeah. Okay. Kimmy, you're going to read. <laughs> well, we'll see how we feel. Yeah. I mean, this is not a book about feminism, but I think The Handmaid's Tale is a great novel. It's mm-hmm. pretty bleak. If you don't want to read it in these times, I get it. But it is one. It is a very rare book. I think it's probably like 350 pages or something that I I read that book in two sittings. And I'm not a fast reader at all. I read a lot, but I am a slow reader. So I think that says a lot. The plot of that book is just unreal. It's fairly different than the tv show the way it's told and i think that even if you've watched the tv show you could get get a lot from the book yeah Um, i think we had to do like there was a time in high school where i had to read like brave new world 1984 and handmaid's tale oh that's a rough semester i am and then you write about that but yeah uh no but i just remember to your point blowing through handmaid's tale being i left a huge impression on me i would actually reread that also, Liza, it's I'm going to shout out a book that you gave to me, Men Explain Things to Me by Rebecca Solnit. That is like yeah. the, the where the term mansplaining came from, but it's also such a simple I, – I find it really digestible to the, yes. the point about like an easy book on feminism. Like if we're yes. not getting deeply into it, just like the real – like that's what – honestly, I'm going to send that to the men in my life. I mean, I, I think it's important for men to read some of these books. It's hard to get them to, but it's important. Um, the last one I'm going to recommend, I would say is not such an easy read, but it is a short read. Like, it's probably 150 pages or something like that. Um, but it's called The Argonauts by Maggie Nelson. And I really love her writing. She's like a queer kind of feminist poet, like... She writes a lot about gender and gender theory, but it's also very she's very poetic in the way she writes. But The Argonauts is about her um, journey of like having her first child Mm. and how it impacted her life and the way that having children impacts our lives as women. And it's very, very powerful. And I really love her writing. So that's my feminist reading list. I'm such a fucking tool. Such a consumption corner. I feel proud of us. If you are too deep into consumption, I hope you skipped that part. Liza, um, how do we name our Reddit <laughs> ship? I think corner. I can't name it. <laughs> that's okay. Um, let's make it a Reddit a Reddit ship, like a ship on the ocean. Someone fucking slap me in the face. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get on the Reddit ship and we're going to go. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first? You go first because I have a backup. So if we read this, so if we have I the same one. I technically have a backup too because I kind of want to keep doing more of these to be honest okay. they're wild. They're really fun. This could be a regular thing. Okay. Are we ready? I feel. Okay. I, 30 male, found my girlfriend's yep, 29F one. spreadsheet <laughs> tracking our entire relationship. Yes. This felt too easy because I think it's getting kind of like it's a more recent one. So it's like being pushed around the internet a bit. But just because 
we had a spreadsheet technically for uh, yes the day as soon as I, I saw it I was like we're both gonna pick this but we, one of us has to do it I know I knew it I know it was, it's just like I didn't want to get too deep into the creep factors that some of these get into but we'll get there okay not at all so, I'm gonna read it and then we'll talk about it I'll try to read it should I do the TLDR or no I'm gonna read it I'm gonna read it go ahead and read it yeah I think it's I think it's important to read the whole thing especially for this one because I feel like Yes. He seems to give a lot of important context that I think is important. Yeah, because I don't actually know how I feel about this one. Also why I chose yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this happened last night, and I have no clue how to feel about this. Again, this is a 30-year-old male who found his girlfriend who's a 29-year-old female spreadsheet. I've been dating Amy for eight months. It is the most intensely passionate and compatible relationship I've ever been in. I knew from day one that this girl was special. We've had very few issues since the start. We're both young professionals with well-paying jobs in the finance world, separate companies slash positions. Her position is more analytical, so she's very familiar with spreadsheets and uses them for her daily life as well. Budgets, meal plans, etc. I'm at her place last night, and I was trying to order pizza on my phone while she was showering, but the app was being really buggy. My girlfriend has her laptop slash desk set up in the living room right now since we're working from home. I never see her use it outside of work. Without much thought, I opened her laptop and put in the password she uses for most things. I was just planning on using it to order pizza. As I start typing in Chrome, I see a Google Sheet link with a history in the history just called Dave, my name. Okay, wait, in the history? He was in the history. Sorry, sorry. I don't know why I did it. I honestly wasn't even thinking, but I saw my name and clicked the link, which brought me to a massive sheet with a ton of tabs that were basically analyzing our entire relationship. There was a pro cons tab, a tab analyzing who texts slash calls first, some sort of emotion slash period tracker, tons of random lists about my likes, dislikes, gift ideas, TV show suggestions, etc. There were graphs, there were filters and drop down menus, conditional formatting. It was impressive, to be honest. I looked at it for five minutes before closing everything and regretting it completely. I didn't know what to do, so I tried to act as normal as possible and gradually faked a headache as an excuse to leave. She did didn't seem to notice anything was off. They're not social distancing properly. <laughs> I'm planning on talking more. about this with her today. My issue is I don't know how I feel. On one hand, I feel incredibly freaked out. I feel like my trust has been broken. I feel hurt. I also feel like she didn't do anything wrong. I invaded her privacy and that terrifies me. She's an analytical person and this seems like a way of analyzing her thoughts slash feelings. I keep thinking back to all the times where she remembered super small details about her relationship and how it always impressed me how great her memory is. But in reality, she just remembers everything because she's been tracking it all. She's shown no signs of being quote-unquote crazy before. She's not clingy or dependent on me. She has her shit together. I really don't think I want to break up over this, and I'm worried she'll break up with me for looking on her computer. I guess my question is, does this seem like a huge red flag? Are my rose-colored glasses blinding me? Am I the huge jerk here for looking at it? Am I allowed to be mad at her for this? I'm all over the place and just want to go into this conversation with a level head. Looking for an outside perspective, I guess. TLDR, my GF has been tracking our entire relationship through a secret spreadsheet. Is this bad? Liza. Okay. Here's a lot of thoughts. Number one, I would have looked to. I mean, I I think that like if you're using their computer and you're typing. I've done this. This has happened to me before where I've been typing something in the search bar. Even on my own computer, oh, I'll be typing yeah. something in the search bar and something will get recommended that I, and I'm like, wait, what did, when did I look at that? You know? Um, so I, I would have looked too. I don't know if that makes it right. I don't know. Would you have looked? I guess so. Cause now he said history. I'm like, you're in her history, but I think you're right. I think he meant more like, especially if it's a Google drive. Oh, it is a Google sheet. Well, if you've been to it a lot, will auto populate when you're just searching something else with similar letters in your yes. search bar. Okay. Yeah. Oh, if, I would have totally okay, looked. I'm. I'm making the assumption that that's what happened. Let me see. 
As I started typing in Chrome, I see a Google Sheet link. Yeah. In the history. Yeah. I mean, he didn't mean going into the history. Yeah. I, yes. I, I, if you saw something with your name in a search bar, I, I think any, 100%. I don't know, maybe not anyone would look. I'm sure my boyfriend who has like an annoyingly straight and narrow moral compass would be like, never, but fucking whatever. <laughs> I, I once asked him if he ever looked in my phone. He was like, oh, I would never do that. And I was like, oh, I've looked in your phone. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so i would look i would look also because it's it's actually less scary than looking in a phone and like searching for your name within their text messages to other people because it's a spreadsheet about you like something about it feels caring to begin with i yeah because you're already tweeting totally well here's my thought i if i if everything was the same but she did that in a journal like, say she had a journal, which you would probably never read. But just say as a thought experiment, I like how I'm addressing this person as though he's a listener because I'm like, we're used to answering listener questions, but this is not a listener question. This is a person who has no idea we're talking about him on the internet, but it's fine. Uh, I I would um, say, like, this girl had a journal, and as a thought experiment, this guy magically, like, a genie came and told him everything that was in it, and it was all of this stuff. He probably wouldn't... I would guess he wouldn't feel that weird if someone was writing down stuff about their relationship ideas, a history, gift ideas, her emotions, her feelings. Like, I don't, I think that's pretty normal, like, journal fare. That's mm-hmm. what I write in my journal about. Uh, I think this girl's language is just spreadsheets instead of journals. Like, yep. that's how some people think and organize their thoughts. I don't think there's anything, like, inherently wrong with it. If she were, like doing pulling a gone girl and plotting out like ways to fuck with him or something i don't know that's extreme i just watched gone girl uh (laughs) so i don't know i don't okay here's i i feel i would feel exactly the same way this guy feels i feel like it's very relatable i would feel weirded out freaked out it would be strange but i think just giving this girl the benefit of the doubt if there's no red flags in person and everything feels really good like would I end a relationship over this? No. But also I wouldn't tell her that you saw it. I think just I might tell her. You think so? I might. Well, I agree with you. Sorry. Just hopped right on there. Just no, I want to know. I agree with you that first of all, he finds it impressive. He's also analytical. We have even just through this podcast learned that some people really like tracking their dates in spreadsheets, etc. And I think like early stages of a relationship, the only part that's a little creepy to me is like a tab analyzing who texts slash calls first. But if that was maybe from earlier in the relationship or it's – they've been dating for eight months. So, you know, it's not – if if your mind works that way, it's actually – I think it's almost sweet. The gift tab is super sweet. He seems impressed by this genuinely. Movie and TV show recommendations. I don't know. I think there's some – some things about it is cute. The texting calling, for that's a good detail to flag because that is strange, yeah. I think. Especially this far into a relationship, I would hope that there wouldn't be that level of like insecurity about who's going to call or text first because it, I don't think it should feel that way eight months in. Yep. But, but maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that there's a world where she's been working on this with her therapist or whatever and she wants to make sure she's not constantly in a position of calling first or i don't know i'm trying to give this girl a lot of benefits and outs but that's how that would be the tab that made me feel like what the fuck yeah and if i were gonna have a conversation with her i would probably want it to be about mostly about that be like i'd like to know 
if you feel insecure in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, he says later she's shown no signs of being quote unquote crazy before. And I'm not going to blame him for that. She's not clingy or dependent on me like she has her shit together. We are as women told to not be clingy at all, especially like it. I again, my mind works differently, but maybe it was a thing or an exercise or whatever. My thought, though, is and then he's like, I'm worried she'll break up with me for looking at her computer. I think this could become weirder. I mean, you've now posted on Reddit and it's gone like baby viral. I mean, two strangers are talking about it on a podcast. This could, if you don't talk about it, escalate in your mind to something super effing weird. Uh, And then like, because again, now that I think about it, it's not that weird that you wound up on her work computer and this thing popped up on Google Sheets. I would... I think if, if he were to talk about it, he should go in with like, look, like tell the exact story. I was ordering pizza. This thing came up. I saw my name. I know I shouldn't have clicked, but I I did. I was like kind of free, uh, just anxious and I'm sorry that I did that, but I just kind of gave over to that curiosity. I don't know. I think you if you cop to it, you apologize for it. You say you know it was wrong and you're like, I've never snooped on you before. It just was right in front of my eyes and I was really like, I was a little worried. I was just concerned. Yeah. And oh my god, how embarrassed is this poor girl gonna I be know. though? This uh, that's but, the thing is like it makes me sad. That's yeah. Maybe then maybe you just let it be, and maybe you read the comments on this Twitter because there are some really smart comments. Um, what do Blythe, people think? Blythe and Bonnie. This one has a ton of likes. Um, wrote, "Look, my dude, you're going on the internet to ask strangers for advice in your relationship. She's putting real data into a spreadsheet and getting beautiful graphs. This spreadsheet is her Reddit. Which of you is weirder here? Well." I th- both of you are weird is actually the vibe. Sorry, I didn't read that all the way through. But also, <laughs> my girlfriend buys me gifts and remembers all my dumb anecdotes, but she uses memory aids, so it's cheating. <laughs> That's funny. And then it's a 21st century diary, which she had on her computer locked by a password. And then this person says, what made you think it was okay for you to read it? But I guess, <sighs> interesting example of how people react to the concept of emotional labor Social conditioning says mm. it's somehow an insult to frame relational compatibility as a result of conscious effort rather than magic warm fuzzies. It's really interesting. And I think I think I'm going back to yeah. your side, Liza. Maybe you don't say anything. You love this person. You protect them. And you like think about this and why it's not like serial killer stuff. Yeah. And I think that it's like I said, I think it's you know people like to process things on paper and you're doing that with reddit she's doing that with her spreadsheets i do that with my journal people may do it with texting their friends yeah there's a lot of ways that people process these things and i think that this is unusual um but i don't know yeah, it's it's a different one. So, of course, there's going to be different feelings that come up. But I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy if the relationship is good. Ah, uh, that's fun. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners 
and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Liza, your turn. <laughs> okay, you ready for mine? I'm so excited. It's my backup one. This is um pretty short, but honestly, the title of this one sucked me right in. But I do think it's a little weird, but I do think it um is something that like spawns a greater conversation. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. The the subject of this one is my boyfriend calls called me little tomato during sex, <laughs> and it ruined our relationship. <laughs> okay, good news. I read this headline. I lol so hard and i did not read the whole thing so it's pretty funny okay i'm so excited so me and my boyfriend have been dating for six months we have a pretty normal relationship but we get into a good amount of arguments usually it revolves around stupid things that he says a lot of times i don't find my boyfriend that attractive i've managed to not let this affect how our relationship has gone because i really love him and i don't know if i can take this anymore wait because i really love him but i don't know if i can take this anymore The sex we have used to be amazing, but as of recently, I've been asking him to spice things up. He's managed to make some changes because he just likes pleasing me and does love me a lot, but today was kind of the last straw. We are having really good sex, but in the heat of the moment, he said something like, you're my dirty little tomato. (laughs) And I've never felt so turned off by him in the past months that we've been dating and been sexually active. I don't know what to do. Aside from this, the relationship has gone to shambles. Um... Aside from this, the relationship has gone into shambles. It's not only this comment, but so many more of the stupid shit that he says. All he does is play video games. He's super dirty. He's done disgusting things. And I just don't see a real future aside from um, the one he's already made for me. I don't know what to do here because it's a sticky situation, but I've realized that I don't know if I want to be with someone who is just going to call me that during sex and consider it spicing things up. Combining all these factors, what do you think I should do? Okay. So here's my thing with this. There's a couple different issues here that obviously (laughs) we need to like unravel those threads. Like she doesn't like her boyfriend. It's plain and simple. She doesn't like him, whether he calls her a dirty little tomato or not. Yes. Like I don't understand. Yes. Oh my Uh, goodness. Okay. So clearly, I mean, I I would say that probably one of the reasons she's not attracted to him is that she doesn't like him. (laughs) Yeah. If if someone if you think someone's dirty plays video games all the time, what does he say? He's done disgusting things. He says all this stupid shit. Like you don't like him. <laughs> you really which is hate okay. <laughs> yeah, he, she Break doesn't like him. <sighs> but here's okay. I just as a thought experiment, the thing that I wanted to talk about more with this. So clearly here, you know, I, she doesn't say their ages, but my guess is they're young. Like I can see these people being like nineteen or twenty. And she just doesn't know that it should be better than that. Yeah, I yet. pray they are not 14, too young. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, 19 and 20. <laughs> yeah. You know, like young, but just haven't realized that it shouldn't be this way. However, let's say as a thought experiment, this is the real reason I want to talk about this, because I actually think it's kind of relevant, mm-hmm. that you're in a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Like early in this thread, she describes it as good. They have... <laughs> Like, he really loves her. They love each other, whatever. Let's say this is otherwise a good relationship, but the sex is, like, getting a little stale, and then this happens. <laughs> and is it Dirty Little Tomato? It's definitely Dirty Little Tomato. <laughs> I'm I'm quite literally picturing if that happened in my relationship right now in sex, and I would fully 
freak out in the moment. I would have yeah. a I would grandstand on my bed and have a lecture. Like I would lose my shit. Yes. Especially because tomatoes are round and <laughs> it feels and like red, an attack. Yeah. Yeah. I already have like um kind of a complex about my rose like rosacea e skin. <laughs> um. uh, but I, I I don't know. Weird things come out of people's mouths. I've actually never had an experience where someone said a weird thing to me. Like really weird. Yeah. Like I feel like this happens on Sex in the City eighteen different times with like men with weird I I I feel like you have to have if it was a good relationship, you have to have a, a moment. Maybe don't like get on your bed and have a lecture like I would do. Like maybe just bring it up and take a moment. Think about how it made you feel. Share that, how it made you feel. Uh, And say like offer another suggestion of how to spice it up that doesn't involve calling each other vegetable names. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's so vulnerable for people to like put themselves out there during sex and try to do something that's out of their comfort zone. Kimmy's cringing right now. I <laughs> no, am too Liza's right. She's right. I'm being But it's but no no no, but at the same time, if someone said that to me, <laughs> I would burst out laughing, which is like the most insulting, belittling thing you can do during sex if you fucking laugh at someone. I would I couldn't would not be able to stop myself from fucking cackling. Cackling. A dirty little tomato. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am five. I'm five and I can't stop. No, I mean, it's an insane thing to say. It's an insane thing to say. Can you fucking imagine? I would laugh so hard. Like, I would. it would be the biggest boner killer how hard I would laugh. That is the difference between Liza and I. Liza is cool and fun, and so she oh, would no, laugh. Oh, no, I would fully spiral about I would, it later. I'd be like, maybe I might even get physical. I might be like, smack. Like, out of an impulse. No one just get physical with their partner in that way, but like. I would be so deeply offended. I don't know. For me, I feel like as a short person who's always felt worried about roundness, even though all bodies are beautiful, like if someone called me a tomato, I would be like, no, I'm not. No, I mean, I, it would, I would probably cry about it in the shower later, but in the moment, I would just be so confused that I would fucking cackle. But like, I think that in that scenario, you also have to try to respect that they're trying yeah, no, not you're right. In the scenario right. this woman lays out because she doesn't like her boyfriend. Hates but if she did like him and she had asked him to do something and he had done it and failed, I think it's like any other time, you know, trying to do something and failing happens with all of us. And if we're, you know, supported and encouraged through our quote unquote failure, I use the word failure as like, I think failure is like one of the greatest things that can happen to you. It's just like you have to just keep moving through constant failures if you want to succeed. So that word, I don't think is a dirty word. I think it's just part of the process. But uh, if someone tries and fails and then they're like mocked instead of encouraged, yep. they're not going to try again. So I think in the in the real, you would have to try to like be like, OK, maybe not that, but <laughs> a, a forever. God, no one's this is why it's a good thing I have one person who wants to have sex with me because no one <laughs> Tell us if you've ever been called something funny or called someone something funny in sex. Do you remember, was it you that someone stuck their finger in your belly button? Oh, yes. Yes, he was I feel like that's also an equivalent of just like, no, you thought it was going to be sexy, but no. And we hadn't gone for, oh my God. Oh boy. Oh, I don't feel good about that. It truly gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want me to cut that out? (laughs) That made me feel like a tomato. That was like the top of the tomato, a little in where the stem is. 
so ooh, fucking weird. Gross. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Should we? Anyway, that was mine. <laughs> we yes, let's do we it. We can call that the Reddit ship review, or we'll figure it out. But we will do that more because it's fun. Can we tell us if you so liked fun. it? If you don't, I love won't. that. Okay. Shall we do the draft? And Liza, let me propose to you. Do you think we should do so? There, we're about to share the sixteen celebrity names again. The prompt here is. Ultimate Girls Weekend, quarantine just ended, but for some reason our only friends are these celebrities. You got to yes. pick your dream crew. Liza and I are going to go back and forth with draft picks so that, you know, once she pulls one name, I can't also invite that person on my special weekend. This is an all-girls weekend, just a fun time, like at a house. Like that's as much context as I think we need. Like your dreams, yes. especially breaking out of here, like whether it's on an island, a boat, like a very like – housewives type of getaway weekend when they go away uh okay Lisa, do you think so there are a total of 16 names so we will each end up with eight person girls weekends which i feel is appropriate for like especially when quarantine ends you're gonna want like a robust showing of people around you uh Liza, do you think we should go through our first four for the sake of time and then finish up next week? Or do you think we should just crush them? No, I think we should do the, the whole draft. Okay. I feel like we should read the list once so everyone knows who we're picking from. And then we're just going to go head to head one at a time. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And to be fair to both of us, we didn't plan this far enough in advance to really get you know solid on some of our reasoning. So it's going to be kind of a fast and loose, just like this episode, a potpourri, if you are a Bowl of smelly things. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's the list. Ready? Rihanna, Ali Wong, Lindsay Lohan, Sonia Morgan, AOC, Jane Fonda, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Martha Stewart, JLo, Meghan Markle, Fiona Apple, Bridget Everett, Diane Keaton, Lisa Vanderpump, and Jessica Simpson. Mm-hmm. You did most of the heavy lifting of putting this list together, so I'd like to give you first pick. Uh, oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, thank you. Ooh. Okay. Uh, mine's easy and it's she's right at the top of the list. It's Rihanna first. Um, girl can always party. I, there would be so I don't want to be judged about what I imbibe in just this first girls weekend. Rihanna yes. always has a good time, gives zero fucks, and is just also like brings that cool factor that I feel like, you know. For the for the IG really too. She's my she's my she's my top. Great. Okay. Respect it. Like it. Not mad at it. My top is going to be uh you know what? You're gonna think I'm crazy. Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> no, I don't. I think that's great. She was at the forefront of mine. All right. I mean, I'm primed to think about her, but I just feel like she's gonna bring the fucking like wit and like calm fucking vibes take no bullshit but she's always fun i i need some witty bitches i want some banter i love it all right let's get into it i'm gonna go for a wild card for my next one i'm gonna go for martha stewart oh shit <laughs> i was thinking about taking martha all right yo that's I great feel like I, I, that. I feel like her and rihanna could vibe is there a thing of them in pop culture I, I just think like this could work martha has been on her shit lately on instagram like thanking bill gates yeah. for the internet just like i love the, the jail i like i'm trying to yeah. get some rebels in here um again i don't think she'd judge me for doing anything at all so no and also 
I think that she, A, Martha loves to get fucked up. Did you see when she got drunk and she was like commenting on the thing of <laughs> that chicken farm? Yep. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That is. She likes to get drunk and you know she's going to bring a lot to the table in terms of cooking for the girls weekend. She's oh. going to be making treats. She's going to be handling her shit in the kitchen. She's going to be holding court. It's going to be fucking awesome. Thank you. Yes, that was the other. You, you, that was a huge part of it as well. She is a, yeah. she's going to keep things looking nice little treats yeah exactly i will be so honest she was gonna be my next pick uh, <laughs> uh however now my next pick is gonna be Nicki minaj because <laughs> uh i think we could get drunk and freestyle i mean i would not be doing that but maybe she would freestyle uh i think she's an amazing artist and i really think that her and vanderpump would get along i think they would fucking kick it I do too. I do too. There'd be a lot of pink, a lot of Barbie pink. Like they would yeah. totally be vibing on that. Um, yeah, I like it. Now I'm like, do I just leave Cardi B to you? Even though, like, I love her, but I gotta Nikki tell you something. Cardi, what? I'm never taking Cardi. <gasps> I love Nikki so much, and Nikki writes every line she spits, and I think Cardi is fucking. Not nearly. I don't think she's in the same stratosphere as Nikki. Wow. 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 Yeah. I won't go further because like we poet. are too white I think bitches. Nikki, <laughs> I know, but I think Nikki like deserves a Pulitzer Prize. And uh, Cardi doesn't even write all her own songs. So. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Shots fired. That's okay. <laughs> anyway. I am going to bring in. Oh, who is my next pick? Dang, dang, dang. I don't. It's I, hard. Mm, mm, I feel like I've got to get like. Uh, okay, I'm. I'm gonna bring us down a little bit to earth with Ali Wong, who's super fucking funny. Also, an excellent chef, at least according to her Instagram. Oh, um, okay. So I'm now double. I'm getting double fed. Like not a professional, but she's always cooking and knowing what good foods make yeah uh and i just feel like yeah i've got like rihanna martha stewart i want to inject some like reality <laughs> into the situation mm-hmm. i feel like ali wong's a real person so yeah you and know I, what okay so kimmy's team so far is rihanna martha stewart ali wong mine is uh, lisa vanderpump Nicki minaj and i am going to add bridget everett to my team mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. same reason uh she's probably like the least well-known person on this list but if you don't know her She's like a hilarious comedian slash cabaret artist. <laughs> she just like YouTube Bridget Everett. She's like this hilarious woman who like is like a big girl who doesn't wear bras and like shakes her tits in people's faces. And she like she there's great videos of her doing karaoke on the Tonight Show where she's just like stomping on the desk and like she's she's fantastic and she's really funny. She loves to get drunk and she is a laugh riot. And I feel like she is very if you follow amy schumer on instagram she's like her and amy schumer are besties and they're always hanging out uh you'll recognize her from that but i feel like it's the same thing i need a real person to bring vanderpump and Nicki minaj down to earth i think bridget everett brings people <laughs> together yeah we've got a similar like old white lady music star yes comedian. we have the same thing okay and i just want to remind everyone who else is left we've got Lindsay lohan sony morgan aoc jane fonda cardi b j-lo megan markle fiona apple diane keaton and jessica simpson okay shoot i am not being i have not strategized enough again 
mm, last minute planning. I want a hot mess, so I'm taking Sonia Morgan. Great. Love her. Incredible. I think that's a great pick. I would love to see her and Martha Stewart get drunk together, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Um. Okay. I would like someone who – I need someone who can really hold their own amongst um, – amongst my crew of like bde ladies Mm -hmm. uh and i look i'm showing my cards here and maybe i shouldn't i'm choosing between jane fonda and diane keaton i think i want to go with jane fonda no yeah i'm gonna go with jane fonda because also she could tell me a lot of stuff about like the history of feminism she's a very very long-standing activist right and also i feel like no one would fuck with her you could have fire jill friday on at the beginning of the weekend with her and you know really feel like you did something good and then feel good celebrating going into the weekend because you could get arrested together like like, yes as such also i think she's just like she's gonna anchor the house yeah fair (laughs) I'm going to then She seems fun, too, anchored. right? She, oh, yeah. I fucking love Jane Fonda. I think she seems like she, like, drinks a lot of white wine and has fun. And, again, I know this isn't quarantine house, but she could, you know, if you want one little quick workout during your girls' weekend post-quarantine, she could totally yeah. in a workout. Yeah. Um, In the spirit of some, like, woman power that uh, – keeping me informed, you know, et cetera, I'll pick AOC next. Um, Great. She also has, like, made fun cocktails during quarantine. I don't know. I, I feel yeah. like that's my grounding vibe of, like, Great. guys, we can be fun bitches, but we've also got to remember there's a world yeah. out there. Recycle. It's getting sh- – yeah. Like, totally. New deal. Totally. We need, you, need some, you need somebody to bring us back to Earth when things get a little bit too, like, you know – crazy and out of touch mm-hmm. with these some of these crazy and out of touch celebrities uh okay so to remind everyone these yeah. are the remaining players in the draft Lindsay lohan cardi b j-lo Meghan markle fiona apple diane keaton and jessica simpson okay so i need some uh i think i need some like hot messiness on my team mm-hmm but like in a fun way. So I'm going to go ahead and take Jessica Simpson. I love it. Yeah, I was not. Yeah. I, when you said hot mess, I was picking someone else. Okay, I you know, I have <laughs> not a case. Not like hot mess, but like messiness in that like, I don't think Jessica Simpson takes herself too seriously. I think she'll get drunk, have fun. I think she'll be like a fun addition. We can talk about her book. I can ask her all the questions. I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to. I can ask her all the questions I want to ask. Yeah. I think that she's, she's like a, a nice age mixture to throw in my group which is skewing a little bit older right now. Just to remind everyone, Kimmy's team so far is Rihanna, Martha Stewart, Ali Wong, <laughs> Sonia Morgan, AOC. Mine is uh, Lisa Vanderpump, Nicki Minaj, Bridget Everett, Jane Fonda, and Jessica Simpson. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a good move for you there. Um, also, just want to, I think, like, campfire time. If there's, like, a fire and there are stories being told, she'll have such good stories. Like, that's a, totally. a campfire pick. Totally. From, and she doesn't take herself seriously. Yes. I think I need that on my team. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to do my next pick in that vein with Lindsay Lohan because she is also a hot mess, but she's got lots of good stories. Did you hear Liza? 
about the list of like 30 guys that she slept with yes. that was found out. Incredible. So I'm going to ask about every single one of them if she's up for sharing. No pressure. Yes. But yeah. It's a good list. Go go and look it up. Okay. The remaining the remaining people, Cardi B, J-Lo, Meghan Markle, Fiona Apple, Diane Keaton. Um, You know, okay. So my impulse would be J-Lo, but I'm a little worried about... No, you know what? I'm going to take J-Lo. Okay. I was going to say I was worried about J-Lo and Nicki Minaj and having two grand divas on my team, but I think they're going to be chill. I think Nicki Minaj probably respects J-Lo. Yeah. Yeah. J-Lo has, like, she's, I, I love her. I respect her. But she's yeah. so on all the time. I was, like, worried about picking her. Um, yeah, that's true. But you picked her. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I also think that she's going to, like, you know, I want to see some of the moves from Hustlers. Yep. She could teach you TikTok like, dances. She's all over TikTok. Yes. Yeah. I feel like J-Lo and Jane Fonda would be really good friends. Like, there's something about the two of them that feels copacetic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm picking Cardi because I feel like we're disrespecting her. Um, well, you have disrespected <laughs> I'm her. I'm absolutely and I, disrespecting her. And, and she, like, in this, she will give zero fucks. Oh, her and AOC, too. They can bond about Bernie. Not that that's mm-hmm. what I want my weekend to be about, to be quite honest. But, you know, I feel like there's, like, uh, some giving zero fucks vibes here which is really important to my girls weekend i need us to be like not gossiping like sonia morgan like i have a theme here like people who are chill or people who give zero fucks you know yeah in that vein i think my next pick is going to be keaton diane keaton is coming to my team because she's a nutter like she's a kook like i've her instagram is one of my favorite chaotic places on the internet Mm -hmm. but again she's going to have incredible stories like I was saying earlier, I love 70s New York. She's going to have great stories about 70s New York. And I think she's going to bring, like, she's a she's an icon. Like, my team has a lot of icons right now with Miss Minaj, Jane Fonda, J-Lo, Lisa Vanderpump, who is a housewife icon, not, like, a mainstream icon. But I think that Diane Keaton will balance the energy of those other big dick ladies, you know? Like, yeah. I think she's she is that level. She's potentially, like, the most famous on this list Mm -hmm. but she is like humble and weird and i think that will bring the vibe down to like not as as um dick swaggy i don't know why i'm talking about dick so much yeah it's an all girls weekend dicks 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 dick hats (laughs) not okay so now we're down to Meghan Markle or Fiona Apple. And I just want to say to Fiona Apple, this is not because I don't love you. This is just like I don't want to put you through this. <laughs> I'm torn, Liza, because I feel I like it. here's my thought process. Meghan Markle coming to my thing would not be a, a thing that I necessarily desire, but I would love to see how she interact. like Sonia Morgan deals with Meghan Markle because of her all I'm JP Morgan you know I yeah I feel like there's a fun dynamic there yeah uh I'm sorry but Fiona Apple and Rihanna hanging out I'm going Fiona Apple it's Great. happening okay 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 but the poor Great. woman will hate her entire life but it's okay no she, I honestly I think Fiona Apple could hang with that her and AOC will get along her and Ali Wong will do fine like she'll play well well um Who's telling stories around the campfire on your team? Uh, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Well, Lohan's telling stories. You know, Fiona Apple will be playing her guitar. The campfire <laughs> will be popping at your girls' weekend. 
So that leaves me with Meghan Markle, which is great. We went to the same college, so we can talk about... She went to the same college and did the exact same program as me and graduated like five years before. So we can talk about our professors. Like, I feel like Meghan Markle on my team will be the person I hang out with all weekend. Because mm. we'll talk about college. We'll talk about people there. We'll talk about how weird it is to be a theater major. Um... And then <laughs> taking your life in a different direction, LOL, because hers is she actually was an actor and then actually her life in a different direction was becoming a princess. But it's all good. <laughs> Maybe she and Lisa Vanderpump can bond over like L.A. versus Britain, too. Yeah. Mm. Yes, totally. They'll talk. I actually think Meghan Markle is like I you know what I left out in this team for myself is like a friend for me. I think mm-hmm. In my team, Bridget Everett and I would probably kick it. Like, her and I would probably hang out together a lot. But I feel like Meghan Markle and I would also have a lot to talk about. Well, basically just our university. But that's okay. That gives you an entry point with Royals. Wait, yeah, I have no friends for me. This was a mistake. No, that's not true. Ali Wong, Ali dude. Wong, yeah. And AOC. You and AOC and Ali Wong can kick it yeah. all weekend. Let's I read our final teams really quick. as much as AOC wants me to, but I'll try. No, you are very conscious, and I feel like you guys get into good conversations. Okay, so Kimmy's final team is Rihanna, Martha Stewart, Ali Wong, Sonia Morgan, AOC, Lindsay Lohan, and Cardi B. Wait, is that enough people? And did I wait? Wait, wait no, and um, Fiona Apple. I just didn't oh, copy yeah. and paste the, no, the I, last that was one. My fault. Um. So my team is Lisa Vanderpump, Nicki Minaj, Bridget Everett, Jane Fonda, Jessica Simpson, J Lo, and Di- Diane Keaton and Meghan Markle. I like our teams. I like them. We did good. That was fun. <laughs> mine, mine definitely skews like pretty old. I mean, yours is like young and cool. I've got Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> I think, I mean, Bridget Efforts, I think, in her 40s. So she is not. That's Lisa Vanderpump, Jane Fonda, and Diane Keaton are all on my team. They're all Shit. like, it. <laughs> honestly, just but, you the know, three of them need a show. Just want to watch how that, how that for looks. sure. Yeah. Uh, that's the next reboot of Grace and Frankie, but with the three of them. Yes. Um, Cool. That was fun. Good. What else can we draft? I like games. Okay. I know. I like this. <laughs> Tell a us lot. what you think. We'll post this so you can do your own drafts with your friends. Um, this is kind of dark, but you can do this with your real friends too. Just don't write it down. Like you could, like, because to be fair, you could have mm-hmm. a best friend in real life who is not your first pick to go on a girls' weekend with. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So totally. you could do this. Well, with a also list of- sometimes it's about putting together the group that'll work together. You know. Yeah. You can. That, exactly so it's, it's very fun i mean you do know. an orgy house with all of the men you've ever had sex with <laughs> <laughs> i know That's... i was thinking if we should do some sort of pick around Lindsay lohan's list but i don't want to like over publicize her sex life sounds like that was unfortunate that that got out but it's really insane yeah. um okay. but also it may have been on purpose not to True. and there's True. no problem if it is there's no it doesn't matter but it's like these leaked sex tapes were all happening they were getting you know who knows? I think I briefly read that her mom is going to start a podcast about dating in Hollywood. And if that happens, we need to get her on we as a guest. have to have <laughs> like, her on. Talking maybe to Dina Lohan would be a pinnacle moment of my life. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that was fun. Let's wrap it up with the worst first date. What do you think? Great. Liza. I honestly haven't read this yet. I was just like, we, ha- we it's the one at the top of the box. And we haven't read one in so long. So I'm going for it. Do hey, Kimmy and Liza. Love your podcast so much. Has been very insightful and helpful as I navigate dating in Toronto as a bi woman. I wanted to share one of my worst first date stories. We went to a brewery in the west of Toronto that we both lived near. We met on Tinder. She was late 20s and I'm mid 20s. We had two drinks and I didn't realize she was buzzing pretty hard until halfway through the second one. She was pretty and sweet but overshared a lot of stuff about her life, her relationship 
relationship with her mother, mental health stuff, and just really specific traumatic things that had happened to her over the course of her life. She also shared that she had struggled with drug and alcohol abuse in the past, which put me in a weird spot considering A, we were out for drinks, and B, she was drunk. I felt super uncomfortable and left feeling like I knew so much about her and she didn't know anything about me. I've dealt with my own mental health family stuff but would never bring that up on a first date because I feel like it forces intimacy. Anyways, I didn't see her again but oversharing and not asking much about me has continued to come up in my dating life. With more experience dating, I've come to feel like those are red flags. Curious to hear your thoughts. Um, uh, It's so funny because I feel like this is a version of a worst first date trope that we hear all the time, mm-hmm. which is not being curious about the person that you're on a date with. Yeah. And this one is more, it's easier to empathize with this, right? Mm-hmm. Because obviously this woman has a lot of stuff going on. She has a lot of, uh, a lot of hardships and things she's really dealing with and struggling with. And that's really hard to hear. Um, but I do think it's a little bit of a problematic situation when it comes out on a first date. Like, I think, especially if this woman's in her late 20s, not that, I don't know, not that it's okay at any age, but you would hope she would be dealing with this with her friends and her therapist and her, um, you know, if she's dealt with substance and alcohol abuse issues with, like, some kind of group, you know, uh, or someone who is an addiction counselor, you know, you just, I I would hope that someone with problems like this had developed resources to um, try to work through them and then didn't have to uh, use a first date with a stranger as a way to work through them. I do think that's a yeah. little bit wor- worrisome. Yeah, I like blew through that reading wise, but this is really sad. And then just to go to the listener's point like with more experience dating this has happened more and come coming to be like this these are red flags they are and like as much as like like as Liza said this is you know I want I want this woman and any person who feels the need to overshare or is struggling with alcohol and drugs and maybe even on a first date to get help you just being the other person on that date like don't feel too much burden to like take that on or that you have to fix them just because you met them and they overshared with you I would say yeah Uh, and that's really really hard because it sounds like you're an empathetic person but I do feel like these are pretty major red flags a person like even if she was just oversharing without I just yeah people who seem to be using you as a crutch on a first date in any way shape or form even if it's not in a major way but you just feel like you're a crutch in some like that is a big red flag to me even yeah. if it's in a tinier way like you feel like this person you're on a date with is kind of insecure and you're saying like is saying self-deprecating things that you have to kind of be like no 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 like that actually happened to me a lot and I'm pretty self-deprecating in case you haven't listened to this podcast <laughs> but I feel like there are some men where it's like oh no well you probably just thought that you laughed at that because you just like feel like you have to or something and it's like even that, it's like I totally empathize with this person, but then you start to feel uncomfortable. Like even that level of tiny baby crutch, it's it's a signal that someone's not ready for what you want. If you're feeling a little more confident in dating and looking for a relationship, and I don't know, yeah, um, it's yeah, it's very. I think something you said in this email says a lot, which is, um, you know, you've dealt with your own mental health and family stuff, but you'd never bring that up on a first date because you feel like it forces intimacy. To me, that shows an intense amount of like emotional maturity on your part. And 
an understanding of human interaction, how to be respectful of a, str- a stranger. A first date is like a meeting with a stranger. So you understand how to be respectful in that way, how to take care of yourself, how to um, deal with your problems like in a way that's healthy. Now, I don't want to say on your own because maybe it involves a therapist or however you deal with your friend. Like, you know, dealing with your problems doesn't mean you're doing it on your own, but it it is a far cry from like putting them on a stranger. So I feel like the fact that you know how to do that and she doesn't already shows there's an imbalance of emotional maturity. And that's... Mm-hmm tough because those types of dynamics like especially when they're so clear on a first date like that's how it happens you know like I feel like I know people in in relationships like this where one person's pretty together and the other one's a hot mess and it is always one person like serving the servicing the other's emotional needs and it's very imbalanced Mm -hmm. (sighs) but I'm sorry that's frustrating this lovely listener also offered to come on as a dater in the future, um, bringing a queer Canadian perspective to the podcast. So we will hit you up on that for sure. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope this uh, bowl of smelly things like cinnamon and Cardi B was... Am I going to title this episode Bowl of Smelly Things? <laughs> I want you to, but to I wonder what that will do to the downloads. <laughs> We'll get creative. Interesting. I feel like it's like, like yeah, we, it's truly a bowl we'll of things. We'll figure it out. Um, lots of smells, lots of feelings, lots of thoughts. As always, we love you so much. Thank you for supporting us by reviewing us. Uh, we got a really lovely one recently, and it just was like, thank you. You guys, we've said it before, but we'll say it again. It actually helps us so much when guests, when we ask guests to come on, the first thing they do usually is check out our reviews. We know this because then they've been like, oh, you guys have really good reviews. So it was easy. Uh and so it really means a lot. So if, you know, you can support us in that way or if you can support Feeding America and just our indulge us in like listening to our bonus content by going to our Patreon, um, Patreon 5-1 First Dates, it would be great. You can donate a very small amount, get bonus episodes, and then all the money goes to Feeding America. So I don't know. I just like feel very excited about those episodes so I'm pushing it really hard I hope they're as fun as we think Me they too. are <laughs> I think they're really fun and I feel like it's a whole other level of um like I don't know I hope that you guys are here because you like us but I think if you like us it's gonna be even more like what it's like to just hang out with Kimmy and I yeah. and talk about like shit. I should have saved the that experience I should have saved that nightmare story actually for nothing ever but like that should have been on a Patreon that shouldn't have been like me venting but it's Monday okay yes uh we love that we love you definitely tell your we friends we hope you're doing okay we hope tell you're doing your okay. friends mm-hmm. follow us at 51 first dates but email us at 51 first dates pod at gmail.com join our secret facebook group we've asked you to do a lot of things but we all have time however uh we miss you we love you we hope you guys are doing okay and if you ever want to talk reach out we yeah. are here and we love chatting with and you tell guys. us if you like this poo puri puri this smelly bowl of poo or if there's something else you'd like us to do, uh, guests you have in mind, we're working on that too. Yeah, just let us know what feels good in this time. It is weird and we love you. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.